This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, star date. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow. We got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any link subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. Oz 9, episode X minus one. Well, Space Monkeys, I might as well tell you up front that you shouldn't try to fit this story into the continuity of our larger saga because it may have never happened at all. How is this possible, you ask? How can events unfold aboard the Oz-9 that occur in no established timeline? That's a good question, and the creators of lesser works of science fiction might fall back on the exhausted trope of the ship having gone through a wormhole. It's a cheap excuse used when the narrative can't be supported by logic or even by original ideas. And, as you probably know, it's an excuse we've used before, so yeah, we're going to use it again. But if I may attempt, at least, a defense of our overuse of the wormhole explanation, it is true that the trajectory of the Oz-9, being as erratic as it is, the odds are indeed higher for the Oz-9 than for any other spacefaring vessels of meandering into some paradoxical hypergravitational sub-eventual space-time phenomenon. And having said that, I can retire, content in the knowledge that I have successfully uttered the ultimate narratorial sentence. Now wait just a caber-tossing minute, you electronic beastie. You've picked up a what? You heard me, I picked up a transmission. Olivia, wait. How did we jump to an entirely different place in no time at all? You heard the man. Wormhole. But I didn't know we'd gone into one, much less- Wait your turn. I was asking the neon pixie a question before you did. Not really. You were asking me to repeat myself when I know you heard me the first time. Jesse, once and for all, I am the captain of the Oz-9. If anybody's going to ask Olivia to pointlessly repeat herself, it'll be me. How do you reckon out you're being the captain? You don't do anything captainly even when we need it. Everyone knows it's a bloody good thing I'm here or... Olivia, uh, what do the Oz-9 computers say about who is assigned to be captain here? Having your name on a microchip doesn't make you the captain. Oh, but she's got you there, I'm afraid. 
says here that Madeline is indeed the captain. Ha. Huh. Oh, very well, Captain Madeline. Just don't blame anyone for being confused about who's Captain when you're wearing that pathetic excuse for a uniform. Oh, come on. You know the laundry machines are still confused about whether or not they're also food synthesizers. And guess whose fault that isn't? So the color and texture of everything is coming out like a cross between, I don't know, pea soup and creamed corn with lumps. And after all this time, you still haven't figured out the alternate method. Uh... Look... It's very simple. The storage lockers here are full of uniforms with nobody in them. None of which fit me. They don't have to. Listen, when some part of your uniform becomes too foul to wear, you just rip it right off with any old razor-sharp dirk you happen to be carrying in your boot. Oh! Hold still. I'm just going to cut your trousers off at the knees. I don't want my trousers cut off at the knees or anywhere else. You prefer to go around with them soaked in swamp muck. They are not... Okay, they are kind of... Ah! Hey! That's my... You are definitely cutting into my leg. Ah, don't be such a sissy. There. You see? The mucky bits are gone. Now, later on, you can just rip off the lower legs of any other uniform you happen to find. And you stick those new bits onto the old bits. And there you are. Good as new. I have been wondering why your uniform seemed to be patched together with Velcro. Aye. What you see before you is a cunning combination of 15 different uniforms. I've made it modular, so now we can replace any bit of it. I can even take it all off at once if I want to. Oh, put it back, put it back, put it back, put it back, put it all back, put it back. Didn't mean to get you all excited. Wow, okay, I couldn't help noticing you don't wear anything under. You're forgetting I'm Scottish. No, I... Oh, I suppose you've got on a frilly pink brassiere and matching pants. Well, they happen to be... Why are we talking about this? Wasn't there an urgent... Some kind of... Olivia, what the hell was it? Remember I'm still here, did you? Captain Madeline got distracted by the sight of my personal person. As smooth and as white as the new fallen snow. Yeah, I'm still blind in one eye. So I doubt you'll be interested in anything so mundane, but this sector of space-time is richly populated. And as a result, we have just made humanity's first contact with an extraterrestrial intelligence. But don't let me interrupt your discussion of Jesse's gleaming epidermis. Alien intelligence? Are you serious? Ah, just made that up for a lark, just to amuse myself. Of course I'm serious! It's a bleeding historical event, this is! But I don't see anything out there. That's because you can't see radio waves. And you can. Oh yeah, they're very nice. Like a shimmery spirograph. Ah, oh, what? Wait, Olivia, how do you know the ship that's sending this isn't just another gated galaxy ship? Because it has a working transmitter. Yeah, uh, I see that. Fair yeah. point. And don't ask if it's coming from planet Earth, because it's in a language based on mathematics, far beyond human comprehension. As a result of which, at first I thought about just keeping all of this to myself. Oh, you did? But after a few nanoseconds, I thought, hey-ho, might as well tell them there's an alien ship approaching, because it could turn out it's the kind of aliens who put eggs down your throat, and then the hats and young burst out through your sternum, which would be a bit unpleasant for the humans on board this ship, wouldn't it? And I know with their dying breast, they'll all blame me for it, even though it was not my fault, so I'd better give my heads up now. That was your thought process, was it? More or less, yeah. Did you spare any thoughts to- Ladies, you will not believe what has turned up on my deep space scanner mechanism. <laughs> An alien transmission expressed in advanced mathematics. Ooh, Donneron Blitzen. <laughs> for one who was never so good at their guessing, that was a very good guess. Oh, it was not. I just told them about it. Tattletale. Oh, well, then I take back all that Dondurin Blitzen Schreitzer. 
Still, you must admit, receiving such a transmission was almost as exciting as the visual confirmation I am just now having. Whoa! Whoa. I was about to say look out the viewport, but never mind. No, that's a spaceship. Makes me want to run outside and throw a sheet over this steaming pile of crap. What about it, Doctor? Think the aliens are friendly? Friendly enough, maybe, to take us safely back to Earth? Or someplace better. Or someplace better? There is no way of knowing for Zeltan, but there is a theory. A what? A theory. Try to keep up. A theory? That any race that can evolve sufficiently to achieve the technological levels required for traveling in the space? That race will almost certainly have evolved to be peaceful and benevolent. That's your theory, is it? It is. That is my theory, and it is mine. Yeah. Well, it's a crap theory. The human race developed space travel, didn't they? And they're all complete morons and total rot bastards. Yeah, yeah, you may have something, Sal. Alarm. Alarm. Olivia! Oh, God, are you doing that? Oh, yeah, sorry! I just sort of slipped down due to our being suddenly sucked into the cargo bay of an immense spaceship. Turn it off! Oh, all right. I'll just tell you that we've been pulled inside that spaceship and we're being held prisoner and that's probably not good. Aren't you programmed to take some kind of evasive action when something like this happens? No. Well, sometimes. My programming is unclear on this point, and therefore it's the fault of somebody who isn't me. Have you looked outside? Have you seen what's happening? We have seen, or is it you have seen? It's so weird. I was looking out at the beautiful stars and then whoosh. There was this metal wall in my way. It makes no sense. Oh, makes perfect sense, darling. We've been sucked into a massive alien ship. Oh, aye. Most natural thing in the world. You mean we're in the belly of a mechanical beast? And now the aliens, the monsters that inhabit this thing, they're going to cut the Osnine open, aren't they? Fish us out one by one and eat us like sardines, crunching our bones between whatever they use for teeth. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Ah, uh, now I'm craving celery sticks. Ah, uh, yes, my giant friend. Made the peanut butter and perhaps three, five raisins. Answer the log. I love that. Have you Can ever... Pay attention to the current crisis! Of course, ja, sure. I'd eventually want to talk about the ants on the We are about to become the ants on the log. Well, whatever's going to happen is going to happen right now because I detect a life form approaching that inner bulkhead. Funny, though, I don't see any kind of a door. How they're going to get out here to where we are beats me. And yet, isn't it thrilling? We are about to behold the face of a being from another world. How do you know they'll be wearing a fez? No, uh, my boy, their face. You know, the bits on the front of the head. Why would they wear a fez there? It would cover their face. And maybe they won't come out. Uh, maybe we're too puny to be of interest. Oh, should I turn off the lights? We can pretend nobody's home. It's too late for that. Here they come. There is a creature walking straight through the void. Holy shit. That thing is shimmering right through the bulkhead. Yeah. And now stepping into the light, we will have to see it. Stepping on board the Oz-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool 
and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. I... I don't know where to look. I mean, how many eyeballs does one creature need? Whatever number that is, I, I think this fellow has them. And if a species needed two mouths, why would they be side by side like that? And one horizontal and one vertical. I mean, really? As I always say, <laughs> evolution is a crapshoot. That would be the most disgusting face I've ever seen. Except, where's this lad in Inverness? I think he's cute. You would. I said I'd do it! There's no need for threats or blackmail or any of that. Uh, I have been informed that this story has become so visually problematic that it literally cannot move forward without a professional narrator giving the whole thing a hefty shove in the right direction. So, let us skip over the crew's feeble attempts to articulate their feelings and simply state the cold heart facts. In addition to what you already know about the alien's head having two mouths and an indeterminate number of eyeballs, their multiple limbs are jointed in a disconcerting number of places, giving them at once the impression of being a praying mantis and a tarantula. The body mass in the middle of this tangle of limbs is a heaving gelatinous blob that refuses to hold any particular shape. The entire surface of their bodies and limbs are covered with oily fibers reminiscent of the congealed mass you withdraw from your bathtub drain when you finally get around to addressing the clog that's been forming for months. Oh, and they have multiple sex organs of various kinds, all of which are on continual and proud display. Well, back to our story. Oh my, I think they're coming in. How can you tell? They just uh, rang the doorbell, dear. We have a doorbell? Well. I can sense the creature's atomic structure blending with the ship's hull as they phase directly through on their way to right here on the bridge. So yeah, they rang the doorbell. So they're just gonna walk right in here? I estimate it'll take them about 30 seconds to get through the hull, but yeah. Oh my god! I can see it sort of oozing through the wall. Bulkhead. Bulkhead! Don't call me insulting names at a time like this! Oh, ick! Now I can see it too. Oh, and I see it also. Soon, I know, Winden. Oh, I'm losing the interest in close encounter of this kind. I'm surprised any of you lot are still standing here. What choice do we have? Seriously, the door to the corridor is not locked or anything. What? Why didn't you say so? Come on, everyone, safety in numbers. I want to see the alien up close. Ooh, not a time to take chances, Leap, my darling. Save yourself. I think the little blue fräulein speaks very wisely. Let us get as far away from this potential danger as we can. Like, say, nowish. Oh, okay. But I still think he's cute. Estimating now they'll be through the bulkhead in ten seconds. Well, what's keeping you here, Mad Pants? I'm... I'm staying here because I'm the captain. Five seconds? Doing something brave for once. Well, why are you still here? Because I... well... Come down to it, I... 
I just wanted to be the one. Ooh, and here they come. The one? You know, everyone ran, but one brave lassie stayed behind. Huh. Your reason's even stupider than mine. Which of you creatures commands this vessel? I do. Well, sometimes... It depends on why you want to know. Oh, good answer, Olivia. Thanks. There's a custom of our people to confer only with the most advanced intellects representing a species. Is that who you are? Uh, well, possibly, they're not. But I am. You are an artificial intelligence represented by a hologram. On my world, devices such as yourself exist only as amusing targets for blaster practice. Amusing? Now we demand to know which of you is worthy of our respect as the brave and resourceful captain of this vessel. Otherwise, we will consider you all expendable, and have this ship and its occupants melted down and your useful raw materials extracted. Oh, hey, Well, you were right. We're both the captains. I'm Jesse the Great, and this is Madeline, the 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 magnificent. Basically, we're both bloody awesome. Jesse? Well, you, you may call, call us Italian Shirley. Even though that can't possibly be your real name. A name, a name drawn, drawn from, from your planet's history to, to provide a common reference. Okay. So I have to say, yours is a very impressive spacecraft. And you must have noticed ours needs a bit of work. Yours, yours is clearly and obviously a prison ship. A vessel of exile. What? Oh shit. Aye, and it's crammed full of the most dangerous and desperate piles of shite the Earth has ever produced. Uh, uh yeah. So, so watch it. This is beyond expectation. We had hoped to welcome you into the Galactic Confederacy if you met certain qualifications, and being unrepentant desperados was the first. Uh... And why is that? The, the Confederacy is made up of the galaxy's most rapacious conquerors, the most bloodthirsty of war criminals, and the most influential distributors of false information on social media. And you want us to join your band of pirates and go around killing people and all of that? Otherwise, we have, we have no alternative but to melt you down, extract your raw materials, and flush the remainder into a black hole. Yeah, well, I can see that. Jesse, what do we do? We can't join them. But if we don't, we'll, we'll get flushed. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Now, now before, before you are allowed to join us, us everyone on board this vessel, vessel will, of course, of course require some minor cosmetic, cosmetic surgery. surgery. The hell I do. What kind In of... In your current pathetic and revolting forms, you are scarcely fit for our life of endless combat. For one thing, your body possesses a pathetically small number of articulate limbs. All Confederacy members, members should have at least seven each. And, and we perceive that the puny orbs with which you see are not only limited to a narrow part of the electromagnetic spectrum, but you have only two. <laughs> you cannot even see behind your own head. And your surgery would fix all that for us, yeah? With a certain amount of negligible agony, yes. But, but you'll be, be glad, glad to know that one of the most important changes can be made with no surgery whatsoever. For some barbaric reason, your people keep their sex organs hidden from view. So we'd have to be nude all the time. Higher civilizations abandoned clothing millennia ago. 
We found it only a all-important display of our genitalia. Yeah, we noticed you seem to have uh, at least one of everything. Of course. So, when somebody tells you to go fuck yourself... It's something you can actually do. And with great pleasure... We, we shall demonstrate. demonstrate. No, 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 no. That's, uh, we'll that's take a... your word for it. Wait, are, are you telling us that, that humans each have... have I shudder to even think it. That you each have only one external sex organ? Uh, some humans do, you know, have one of each. Some humans were born with the wrong ones. But for the most part, pretty much one per customer. What? Uh, oh, dear. I think this means we're getting melted down. I shan't like being melted. Wait a minute. Sherdlu, or whatever your name is, are human bodies really so awful to you? Are you gonna throw up on my bridge just because we have skin instead of slime and only one pair of matching legs per person? Stop! I have only barely been able to tolerate the the sight of you. And now you conjure images so horrifying and nauseating. Probably means you ought to let us go and forget you ever saw us, right? Oh yeah, Mad Pants, that's good. Perhaps, and And yet... Still need convincing. Well, get a load of this. Sorry, Jesse. Oh, look! The carpet matches the drapes. Take that creature away. I I command command it. it. Look, you lardy-headed wank stain. Every one of us on this ship has got a shiny, soft body, just like this one. Only with minor variations of color and accessories. And I don't think you'll like any of them when we all get together and show them to you. So, I think you'd better just throw these fish back in the water, don't you? Go. We release you. We We send send you back back through the wormhole to whatever you were doing before. Just, just go. Go. Well, Captain Madpants, I grudgingly admit, you really did save us all that time. I thought it was brilliant, all around. Well, uh, thank you, but, uh, well, I couldn't have done it without you. Uh, I, I see what you mean. Well... This journey into weirdness was written by Lee Shackelford, who has promised to never, ever do it again. The voices you heard were those of Shannon Perry as Madeline and Olivia, Bonnie Brantley as Jesse, Tim Sherburn as Colin, Eric Perry as Dr. Friedrich von Habesetzer, Richard Cowan as Leet, Clarence Brown and Sarah Golding as Etuan Sherdlu, and me, Richard Nadolny, as your narrator. Our music was composed and performed by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. This is where I usually say until next time, but uh, since we don't know where in our timeline this incident occurred, if it did at all, I don't know if I should say until last time or after the time simultaneous to the other thing, or maybe, yeah, I don't know. I give up. Narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, hey, friends, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. You don't know me, but I'm going to introduce you to Dungeons & Dragons, where I play D&D with my friends... 
and th- and they're going to become your friends because you're going to love us so much. I mean, maybe maybe you won't love us, but we'll love you. Let me give you a taste of the show in 42 seconds. Let's go. You must have a, f- and a flask. He's anything. got a satchel. That's the most disappointed <laughs> way I've ever heard anyone say the word satchel. How much is a donkey cost? Russ, how much is a donkey cost? everyone wants to know. For one hour. Concentration. So if you do another concentration spell. It's abjuration, you doink. It's concentration. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like exactly the sort of person you should probably tell your friends about. The kind that are there and say, like, weird, mysterious things and then just disappear? Yeah, that's why I'm telling oh, you. okay. Also, he had three eyes. Oh! We're having this rager. I mean, Lich Astley and the Magic Magic Missiles is going to be playing later tonight. <laughs> is he ever going to give you up? <laughs> never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Orcus is going to rule all and he won't desert you. What else do I need to tell you? We're Dungeons and Dragons. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts or at dumbdragons.com. We can't wait to adventure with you.